You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. The largest data breach ever. 1.2 billion billion usernames and passwords are stolen. New victims of internet fraud and identity theft are created every day as people's passwords are stolen and their accounts hacked. The goal of attackers is usually to steal money somehow, steal a password to gain access to a crypto wallet or an exchange account, or hijack a high-profile social media account to solicit funds from people. Sometimes attackers use your email as a gateway to stealing your identity, and there's a really quick sequence of events that takes place where they reset all your other accounts, and soon you've lost access to your digital life. The hacks come in all shapes and sizes, but they start by an attacker gaining access to your important accounts. So what can we do to stop this from happening? The password for your online accounts just isn't enough anymore and that's where two-factor authentication comes in. Two-factor authentication, 2FA, is a process where you have to use multiple methods to sign into an account rather than just a single password on a website. Two-factor authentication keeps your account secure even if somebody gets a hold of your password. And there are many different kinds of two-factor authentication methods. There's SMS verification, methods that send you an email link, apps that generate a time-limited code. There are also physical security keys, little devices that you need to physically possess in order to gain access to an account. But not all forms of 2FA are created equal. Some of these methods are far less secure than others. We'll dig into how they work and the most secure ways to protect your accounts. Remember that authentication is always a trade-off between security and usability. So as per all of the advice on this channel, we'll show you what some of those trade-offs are so that you can make the right decision for you. One guide that we leaned heavily on for this report was Paul Stamatio's review of 2FA. So if you want more details, a link to his awesome blog is in the description. Let's start with SIM-based 2FA. Sometimes you'll be asked to tie your phone number to your account as a way of securing it. When you try to access this account, you'll usually receive a randomly generated code via SMS that you will need to type in. It turns out that this authentication method is pretty insecure. Not only can anyone with sufficient access at the cell provider company itself read your text messages, but SIM swaps or card porting attacks are really common, where any attacker can potentially intercept your messages and hence your authentication codes. These attacks work via social engineering. Someone will call your carrier pretending to be you and either ask them for a new SIM or tell them that you're switching carriers. They're then able to redirect calls and messages meant for you to their own SIM and all SIM-based two-factor codes will now be sent to them because they now control your phone number. There are protections that most cell carriers offer where you establish a code or a secret question to prevent SIM swaps, but these could be trivial to bypass, especially if it's a high target account and the attacker has an insider at the cell company working with them. A friend of mine had his SIM swapped multiple times and lost millions in crypto as a result. Even even after putting high security protections in place on the account. Coinbase now recommends that everyone use an authenticator app or security key for 2FA because so many accounts have been hacked via SIM swaps. It's a good idea to not rely on SIM 2FA for important accounts. But avoiding SIM-based 2FA isn't always possible. Some services require you to use your phone number. So what are your options? 
One thing that makes SIM swaps reasonably easy is that our phone numbers aren't usually private. We enter them in countless websites for shipping, for notifications, to fill out account profiles. That data eventually gets sold and makes it into databases all over the internet. If your number is public, then it can become easier to target you. So finding ways to keep your phone number more private will help you protect your accounts. You might choose to have a separate SIM and phone number that you don't share with anyone and just use to secure your accounts. I practice something we call information hygiene. Thanks again. In the United States, you can easily buy an anonymous SIM that you never connect to your name. In other countries, this anonymity can be more difficult. But even if the SIM is in your name, you can still choose to not hand out the number to anyone and instead just use it as a secondary number only for account security. There are obviously still risks from cell providers themselves, but it's much safer than using a number for account security that you hand out publicly. Another option is to get a Google number. I know, I know, Google is terrible with privacy. But they do take security seriously and are far more secure than your cell provider. A cell provider essentially secures your account by asking you obvious security questions that anyone could find the answers to on the internet. Your mother's maiden name, your date of birth, and it's a fallible human on the receiving end of these questions. But with a Google number, you can protect yourself with authenticator apps or security keys, which we'll dive into a moment. Google has even released their own advanced protection program, which makes access to your account super strict. If you don't trust Google for privacy reasons, then you don't have to use them for everything. You can restrict the usage of this Google number just as a secondary authentication method. A more secure authentication method than SIM2FA is using an authenticator app. They're also known as TOTP apps or time-based one-time passwords. They work by combining a shared secret with the current time to generate a code that's only valid within a certain period of time, like a 30-second window. After that window is closed, a new code is generated and the old one is no longer valid. Google Authenticator is probably the most widely known TOTP 2FA app. Google has positioned itself as the standard for this kind of security authentication. In fact, Google Authenticator has frequently become a proxy to represent all TOTP apps. For example, you'll often see a website asking if you want to enable Google Authenticator on your account. But the truth is, any TOTP app would actually work. You don't actually have to use Google. Other popular options include Microsoft Authenticator, Ubico Authenticator, Free OTP, open sourced by Red Hat, and OTP, which is open sourced and has encrypted backups, Duo Mobile, and Authy, and they all use the same TOTP standard, but they can differ in other features. Josh from All Things Secured encourages people to not use Google Authenticator because there's no way to secure the app itself with a password or PIN. And also, unless you've kept all of your backup codes when you first set up your 2FA accounts, which let's be honest, a lot of us haven't done that very well, Google has no backup of this file. It's putting all of your eggs in one basket. This means that if you lose your phone, then you've lost access to all your accounts. Some options that do give you the functionality to easily back up your codes include Authy, 1Password, and OTP, and there are also some TOTP apps that allow you to sync your codes to multiple devices. 
Super convenient, but also be aware that there are security trade-offs to this convenience. A lot of my friends use and OTP because they provide an encrypted backup of your codes. And some also use KeePass XC, which is primarily a password manager, but also has TOTP functionality and is encrypted and authenticated. Authenticated means that if you store a copy of this file in a cloud service like Dropbox, they can't slip out the file for a malicious version. Some TOTP apps can also be integrated with your password manager, like 1Password. But I would be very wary of having your password manager control your password and TOTP code. Although it's convenient, if someone gets access to your password manager account, then they've bypassed all of your security protections. This also applies to KeePass XC. Even though it has both password and TOTP functionality, I'd be hesitant to have my passwords and TOTP codes in the same file. Now, while TOTP authenticator apps are better than SIM2FA, they do have vulnerabilities to be aware of. For example, they don't have replay protection, so someone could use the same code multiple times to log in as long as they did it within the time frame. So let's say that you go to a fake website that looks exactly like the website that you want to visit, and you punch in your password and TOTP code, the attacker could take those same credentials and use them to immediately log into your account on the real website all within the TOTP time limit. Also, TOTP uses a shared secret. What does this mean? Well, when you set up TOTP with a particular account, the website generates a secret key, which is just a bunch of random digits. And you save a copy of that key, and the website also stores a copy of that key. This adds a vulnerability. The website is meant to follow certain security practices to protect their copy of the secret key, making sure that it's encrypted and only decrypted when in use. But it is possible that an attacker could get access to the keys and generate their own TOTP codes to access your account. There are also known Trojans that could infect your phone and get access to your Authenticator app, such as malware that sneaks into your phone and sends screenshots of your Authenticator codes to hackers. And finally, as we already mentioned, it can be a hassle to back up all of your TOTP codes in case you lose your device. Some TOTP apps make this easier than others. All of that being said, I want to reiterate that Authenticator apps are actually a really good security measure for your accounts. It's just important for people to understand that there are vulnerabilities in everything and to know what these are so as to better protect against them. The final 2FA type that we'll dive into is security keys. These are considered the gold standard for two-factor authentication. Security keys come in two broad categories. There are internal platform authenticators, meaning integrated inside of a device, like a security chip or a biometrics device, like a fingerprint reader or facial recognition sensor. Then there are external roaming authenticators, which are little external hardware authenticators that you connect to your device via either Bluetooth, NFC, or USB when you want to authenticate using 2FA. They communicate with your computer via FIDO CTAP, which stands for Fast Identity Online Client to Authenticator Protocol. Basically, instead of typing in a code from an SMS or authenticator app, you just need to connect this little device to your machine, either by plugging it into the USB port, bringing an NFC type device within range, or pairing your security key via Bluetooth. And this would provide the authentication necessary for you to access your account. While authenticator apps compute the cryptographic keys inside your device, security keys compute them on a separate device, and the private key is never actually exposed to the machine it's plugged 
into, which makes it far more secure. One of the biggest benefits to using a security key is there are no shared secrets between the user and the website. It's secured using something called public key cryptography. So even if a website is compromised and the public key is revealed, the attacker would still not be able to access your account. But the main advantage that security keys have over TOTP apps is that they prevent phishing attacks. When you first enable 2FA with a security key for a particular website, the exact website URL is taken into account so that that key will only work for that specific site. So if you accidentally go to a fake version of the website one day, the security key wouldn't provide authentication. The final benefit that we'll mention is that security keys have built-in user presence. They require you to physically touch a capacitive touch sensor or button that prevents remote takeovers of these devices. These features all add up to make these devices really effective tools for protecting your accounts. When Google made their own employees use security keys, it completely stopped phishing attacks on all 85,000 plus of these employees. As with the TOTP apps, some security keys are more secure than others. Some keys add another layer of security to stop replay attacks. For example, signature counters, which match the last known value at login, so if the values don't match, then authentication fails. Devices like Google's Titan security key don't have this protection, and researchers at Ninja Lab identified a vulnerability that makes it possible for an attacker to clone the key and use without you being aware. Cloning attacks are not just limited to Google and could affect any security key that does not have a signature counter. But it's a very complex hack, meaning that the risk is likely limited to high threat targets such as journalists or dissidents whose communications are constantly being monitored. Signature counters are not yet enabled by everyone, so if this is something that's important to you, then choose your keys carefully. Some security keys also use a challenge response authentication flow to ensure single use and further prevent the same code being used twice. While security keys are considered the most secure form of 2FA, an obvious downside is that you'll need to have these keys with you to log into your accounts. So it's usually a good idea to have a couple pre-programmed with access to your accounts in case you lose one. Also, you'll have to purchase a security key rather than just download a free app. But if you're looking for robust security on your account, it's definitely worth considering. There are lots of different kinds of security keys. For example, some only hold a key of a single account and others allow you to authenticate multiple accounts. And there are different features available with different types. There are also keys like the Ubico brand that go beyond the usual security key functionality and can actually be used itself for TOTP code generation, which is handy for websites that don't yet support security keys, but do support TOTP. TP authenticator apps. We'll dive specifically into security keys in an upcoming video, comparing different models and explaining the different functionality of them so that you can choose the right one for you. To summarize 2FA, SIM2FA is better than no2FA, and there are even ways you can improve your security when forced to use SIM2FA. TOTP authenticator apps are more secure than SIM2FA, and security keys are more secure still. Sometimes your choices will come down to whatever the website you're using itself supports, but other times when you have various options, you should make a decision based on your threat model, understanding the trade-offs of each option. Keeping your account secure is vital in this digital age, and 2FA is a vital tool in your security toolbox. It's a small step, but implementing 2FA can go a long way to saving you some major headaches down the road. That's a good choice.
I'm a Bitcoin Baron, I'm scared.